back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until it's the right time to talk about it. Here at Taco the Town, we are doing our part to make 2018 the year of the taco. I don't know if anybody had a chance to catch Saturday Night Live back on January 20th, but it was a great episode hosted by Jessica Chastain, and it featured a great skit written and starring new SNL cast member and Kansas City native Heidi Gardner that had a Kansas City connection and a Taco the Town connection. The skit took place in a Mexican restaurant named Jalapenos, which we reviewed back on episode 11. It was a taco-centric skit about the proper way to order two-for-one tacos, and the set design was based on the look and feel of jalapenos in Brookside. So if you weren't able to tape SNL on your VCR, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere and give it a watch. And Heidi Gardner, if you're ever in Kansas City and want to be a guest on Taco the Town, we'd love to have you to taco about tacos. Today, we'll be reviewing another great Kansas City taco destination. We'll be joined by special guests who'll share their favorite taco places with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is... Sabor Azteca, located in the taco wonderland that is Southwest Boulevard, specifically 542 Southwest Boulevard, KCK 66103, right across the street from the Sonic, next door to Rosedale Barbecue. In 1998, Sabor Azteca opened its doors to residents in Kansas City, starting out as Soul Azteca, then becoming Sabor E. Soul. And now it has achieved the name of Sabor Azteca. They are proud to serve hundreds of Kansas City taco lovers. Sabor Azteca is famous for its freshly made guacamole ranchero dip. Sabor Azteca calls itself simply the best Mexican food in town. Let's meet this week's guests. Liz Nelson is a high school video production and theater teacher, but when she isn't at work, she is hosting movies at the Alamo Draft House in Screenland at Tapcade. Liz has a monthly host slot at Tapcade called That Time of the Month which is not your typical girly night at the movies. That time of the month shows a new badass female-centered film once a month. Thanks for being on the show, Liz. Thank you for having me on the show. And thanks for opening my eyes to this taco destination. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to share Sabor Azteca with you. I, yeah. See, I'm used to it being Sabor Soul because that's when I started going. I think the sign, the parking sign still says Sabor Soul. <laughs> so they're still in transition. Right. But the food is always delicious. Yes. Let's meet our second guest. C.W. Cook is a comic book writer living in Kansas City. He's worked for numerous publishers such as Image, Devil's Due, Action Lab, Big Dog Inc., Arcana, and various others. His first two creator-owned series, Solitary from Devil's Due Publishing and Stillwater from Action Lab, sold out and were met with rave reviews. Thanks for being on the show, C.W. No problem. Happy to be here. So tell me, what's both of your personal taco history? Did you grow up taco lovers? Is this a newer thing? What's your taco story? Yes, I grew up a taco lover. I specifically, like a couple things that I loved about tacos as a kid was, for some reason, I really loved going to the Taco Via at Ranch Mart, oh, which that doesn't was a, exist anymore. That was yeah, a good one. Yeah, I don't know why, but I really have vivid memories of that specific Taco Villa. Love that Taco Villa. And then they also had like a dollar theater at the Ranch Mart at the time. So like I could go see a movie for a dollar. I remember like a really good day was we went to Taco Villa and then we saw like Rock-A-Doodle-Doo, which was like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) Rock-A-Doodle movie is awesome. And that was just a great, you know, Saturday. A dollar movie, Taco Villa lunch was a great day. I don't think I ever went to the movie theater there. I always went to the bowling alley, though. Okay. I was always at that bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, that's still part. kind of, or something I oh, think it's just gone. moved in there. Yeah, oh, did but they? It's, but it's been gone yeah. for a while. We, we, we a had while. a lot of high school excursions to that bowling alley and a lot of terrible things that we did as teenagers. So <laughs> I we won't talk about that. <laughs> I don't know what the statute of limitations is. <laughs> I remember when Wayne's World came out and it was at Ranch Mart and they had that like one of those old school big marquees that yeah. said Wayne's World. And I remember <laughs> looking up at it, it's like, this will be the greatest movie 
and it is the greatest movie yeah. made. Yeah, but yeah, that theater is cool now. It's the Glenwood Arts yeah, Theater. I still love it. I miss the old Glenwood. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, Metcalf South. Oh, yeah. yeah, or the are you talking the one at Metcalf South or the one that was across the street? Yes, because specifically that sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I is thought in storage somewhere. They now. were yeah. supposed to put it at the Ranch Mart, and then it never happened. Yeah. Is it not at the Johnson County Suburban Museum? I no, think, that's a different, that's like a hotel. That's the, the uh, Whitehaven Motor Lodge. Yeah. 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 They, some private investor, I think, bought, the, bought sign. the sign and it's just in storage right now. And it's, it, I think like everyone at the time, I saw Titanic at the Glenwood Arts Theater when it was over off of 91st and Metcalf. Yeah. Where the Whole Foods is now. You're right. That was the last movie I think everybody saw at that one. And then the last movie I saw at the Metcalf South one was Waitress of all things. Yeah, it's not what you're saying. One of the first movies I remember seeing at the original Glenwood was Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's cool. And then I think I saw the Star Wars re-releases there. And I think I saw I saw Three Men and a Little Lady there <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> but uh, that theater, I don't know why somebody didn't save that theater. I mean, I know. There's, now there's a Bob Evans that's out of business where it used mm-hmm. to be. And it's like, yeah. why did this happen? Where were the city planners? Well, that whole section of stuff is just going away, unfortunately. Yeah. That Borders was there, and now it's a Nature's Grocers. That was my stomping grounds. That was a great Borders. Borders across the street, (laughs) or across the parking lot was uh, Streetside Records. My brother worked at that Streetside Records, so I get free stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I spent numerous thousand dollars at that Best Buy, or the Borders. Damn you, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Damn you, Damn you, Amazon. (laughs) Internet. Don't worry, I'll buy something from you later, Amazon. (laughs) I mean, Metcalf South was really my mall, and... When I first started collecting comics, that I would go to Clint South mm-hmm. in the in the ba- in the bottom level of yeah. Metcalf South, and then I would get my comics with my buddy Michael, and we'd go up to the Taco Villa in the top <laughs> level and yep. and eat tacos, read comics. So I have a very fond connection with comic books and tacos, especially Taco Villa tacos. Yeah. Um, but that has all been destroyed and torn down. And, yeah, except that Sears building is still there. Yeah, Sears is which, still there. Well, Sears is gone. Yeah. But the building is still there, which is ridiculous. And the I think the Lowe's or whatever is almost built now. Yeah. Because we live right, right, I live right, right over Right across there. from a Home Depot. Mm-hmm. As always. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite Kansas City taco place growing up? Growing up? Oh, man. Actually, it was right by the Whitehaven uh, Hotel. It was, there was a little Taco Bell that was there. It was one of the old school oh, Taco yeah. Bell buildings with the that. white brick uh, that then became a Jerusalem cafe that was also amazing. And then it's now, it's been leveled. And I think there's like a flower store there now, but it's, I still always remember that place because it was always dingy. It was always dark. The tacos were always amazing. <laughs> and then outside of that, we, I, as a kid, we always went to the 95th Street Taco Villa over yep. by 95th and Antioch. Yeah. Um, but then my, my dad stopped going there cause he worked, he was a mail carrier over by there at the like, like Brookridge and he hated their tacos. So of <laughs> course we couldn't go there anymore. Taco Villa is getting a lot of shout outs today. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's not, it's underrated. Why the heck don't we have more Taco Villas? I, I feel like they're all closing down. There's only yeah. like what? Three left. And there used to be like, there was two. Are there three left? left? Yeah, I think so. I only know about the one on 95th and Maniacs still. There's one in uh, Lee Summit and there's one in Olathe. Oh, okay. And, but everyone calls the 95th one, the, the original, taco the only yeah. Taco Villa that matters. It's right by a liquor store that I love. So that's where I go there. Yeah. <laughs> I also have to give a shout out to school lunch taco salad. Oh, okay. Because you got a taco shell bowl, which I was all about. And then you just filled that bowl with like all your taco stuff. And then it's kind of like you just picked it apart and made it into chips and then sort of had this weird taco salad thing. I just always love it. And I remember whenever it was taco salad day at school, I was pumped. And you still get it as a uh, Actually, yes, I do. <laughs> and they great. still have the taco bowls. And yeah. I was really excited when I saw that our lunchroom carried those. So, Do they call them taco bowls or taco salads? I think taco I hope salad. taco bowl. I think it's just taco salad. No, but just... the other perk is that I have lunchroom duty, so I also get free taco salad. So, <laughs> Have you it. ever had to break up a food fight during lunch duty? No. I haven't. And actually, like, I've sometimes been the only person in the lunchroom because, like, just occasionally, like, everybody else will, like, get caught up in something. And I'm like, oh, man, this is some serious day. I got to take care of this. (laughs) I'm the only one here against all of these, like, hundreds of kids. Oh, I but thought you meant you were. I'm just such a badass that it was, like, never a problem. You must have some well behaved. (laughs) Yes, they're pretty well behaved. (laughs) 
So this weekend is Planet Comic Con at Bartle Hall. It's February 16th through 18th. And CW, you, you're going to be there. And Liz, you're going to be there too. Yes. CW, you're going to have a booth where you're going to do signings for your comics. I right? will be there all weekend signing comics and telling stories to people, whoever wants to hear them. It's booth 342 in case anybody wants to find me. It's at the north end of Bartle Hall. It's going to be an enormous enormous room of people. Now, back in the day, when I first started collecting comics in like 1988, Comic-Con was very different here in oh, Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was at the, it was either at like a hotel ballroom. Or the Reardon Center in or, KCK. Yeah, the Jack Reardon yep. Civic Center. Yep. Or it was in the Amigo Mart, which was the Overland Park oh my Convention God. Center. I remember that. And they would have maybe one celebrity and then yeah. it would I, be... Up. I remember the first year I went to the one at the Jack Reardon Center and... It was tiny. It was like the top mezzanine level. And then the the last year it was at the Reardon Center. It was humongous for that place. And now it, that place would fit in like a thimble inside yeah. Bartle Hall. But I remember the Overland Park Trade Center. I went to every show they had at that one, every Planet Comic Con they had. And it was the first year I went, it was next to a gun show or a gun and knife show. Yeah, they'd have half that of, curtain half up. of a room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy's got a big gun. I'm going to go buy some comics. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Th- it's changed so much. I mean, the comic book world has changed so much. Now it's so mainstream. Back then, I remember going to those and I would be like the only kid there. Me and my buddy Michael would be the only kids there and everyone else would be adults yeah. with pocket protectors. Yep. And there were there were no toys or collectibles, really. You had, there's maybe one booth of toys and then it was just all back issues. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were there for. We were there to get the back issues. But now it's like... You gotta, you gotta look hard. You gotta for hunt the back for the back issues. issues. Yeah. yeah. And now it's all about pop culture. It's all like Planet Comic Con, I'm so glad they moved down to Bartle Hall and they've made it so big. It's just so much better now than what it used to be. Even though I'm a, I love going through back issues and that's what I usually go through when I'm at a Comic Con. But I mean, it's, it's amazing what it's become. I remember the first year I was there as a fan and we were looking for Savage Dragon back issues. <laughs> and then we'd go to like the creators that were there because mm-hmm. you're right, there was maybe one celebrity and it was always like, here's Lou Ferrigno right. in a room full yeah. of comic book I fans. was going to say, when I it went was always to, Lou Ferrigno. When I went to Overland Park Convention <laughs> Center, it was like Lou Ferrigno. And then it was also the voice actor who did Powerpuff Girls. Like he was the professor. Tom Kane. Tom yes. Kane, yeah. yeah. Who lives in and, Overland Park, Earl yeah. Yeah. And, but I remember being so excited that he was there and I talked to him for a while because he had like there wasn't anybody talking yeah. to him. And I yeah. was like, whoa, I just talked to <laughs> Powerpuff Girls dad. He's a super nice guy too. I mean, they've got some amazing celebrities this year. Yeah. Um, especially in like, I mean, John Cusack at a comic I know. convention. I know. I know. The uh, there's going to be a lot of Lloyd Dobblers at the con this, this, oh, yeah. this weekend. Lots of carrying around heavy. Yeah. There probably won't be any like Gross Point Blank cosplay, but I hope there's at least <laughs> one person. But... We'll see. Is there any celebrity that or um, creator that you're looking forward to meeting or getting an autograph from? I really want to meet Danny Trejo. I hope I get to, just so I can say that I met Danny Trejo. So I don't usually like meet celebrities because I, I don't know. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't want to pay <laughs> you. Don't wanna wait in line, yeah. I don't want to wait in line and I don't want to pay you $80 <laughs> for me to say something that everyone else has said to you before. Right. Uh, but I am kind of excited that Will Friedel is going to be there. I think I said his name right. Will Friedel. 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 I only know that because my wife's in love with him. Um, yeah, because it's Eric from Boy Meets World. And I was like, He also voiced Batman, the, uh, Batman Beyond. Okay. Yeah, and then he yeah. was also the voice of Ron Stoppable on Kim Possible, which, fun <laughs> fact, there is going to be a Kim Possible live action movie. And I probably won't be in it, unfortunately, for you. <laughs> I wonder how they'll do the naked mole rat, though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy the difference in the celebrities they get because. Like Alice Cooper is going to be next to. <laughs> I actually got uh, kind of in an argument with somebody about Alice Cooper. They were like, well, why are they bringing Alice Cooper to the con? I said, well, he's had his, he's been in comics before. In the 70s, he had a Marvel comic. Yeah. And then recently he had a Dynamite comic. And it's like, he's a cultural icon. Everybody knows who Alice yeah. Cooper is. Again, go be back one, to Wayne's World. He'll be one of the most popular people yes. there for sure. Yeah. I'd like love if, to meet him, but I don't think that's going to be possible. You I'll, could, I'll I'll try Danny Trejo and John Cusack and maybe sneak into Alice Cooper's line. You could do the whole scene from Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. <laughs> in the Actually, room. it's pronounced Miliwake. <laughs> yeah. And Danny Trejo yes. has his own taco place. Yeah. So maybe I should try to get Danny you should, Trejo you on You should the try show. to get him on the show. Yeah. Talk tacos with Danny Trejo. He probably would. Yeah, he probably would. He does a lot of stuff that mm. I'm shocked by. Like those sling commercials. 
and just like movies. And, and I'm like, what the heck? Any Trejo's in this? Yeah. Machete one was uh was good. Have you seen Machete Two? I liked Machete Two <laughs> only because funny. yeah. <laughs> I kind of expected it to be a a bad movie. Kansas City has a big community of comics people. Of like independent comics yeah. too. Like so there's a lot of cool stuff. Like so don't ever forget to check out your indie KC yeah, yeah. creators yeah. because yes, there will be lots of big named people there, but don't forget about like it is Planet Comic Con. It's here in Kansas City. Like, go check out the local people and the local talent. It's so yeah. Don't forget like, about me when you're going <laughs> to find the other guys. <laughs> so, Comic Con wise, are there any tips you guys have for people that are going to attend Comic Con? <laughs> any any no nos? Anything to not do or anything to definitely check out? Yeah, I'll let you go because you so, spend more time outside the tables. Yeah, so I try to go to lots of conventions like around this, like United States. So I've been to lots of different ones. And I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you go through the entire convention. Because I think a lot of people, they forget to like go past their like maybe their favorite area. And I think like people miss out on stuff. Because I remember last year, because last year was the first year that I feel like Planet Comic Con really became like super huge. Like, I mean, it's definitely been good for the past few years, but like last year was just ginormous. And again, we've got this huge convention. Was it hard and, to get around? Yeah, I feel like Is last it getting year, more packed in people the like, aisles? We're like, wow, I didn't even make it through the whole convention. Yeah. And like, which is, I'm there the whole weekend. So it's usually not a problem for me to get through the whole convention. But if you're only there for a day, make sure you really plan out your day and like try to get to every table. Because it's cool just to see like all the art and like toys and everything that's there. And you don't want to miss out. And especially you're, I mean, you're paying to get in. You want to go see everything. So that's my biggest tip is just to make sure you really like plan out your day um, and figure out what's important to you. And then like with panels as well, really look through the panels before you show up. I guess pre-planning is probably the best thing to do for conventions. It's just looking over stuff and making sure like, oh, that's something I want to do. Because the worst is like after the convention's over, finding out that so-and-so was there yeah. or that this panel happened and you missed out on it. And then you're like, dang it. Yeah. So um, I'd, I'd say buy the three-day pass, but I'm shilling again. Oh, comfortable shoes is a big deal. Yes. I have I have comfortable shoes because I'm going to be standing on the concrete for three days straight or four days straight, depending on yeah. the, the Thursday setup. And it is, like she said, it's the biggest it's ever been. It's from, I think, 12th Street to 16th Street is roughly wow. the distance of Bartle now. It's the entire giant. Oh my gosh. So it's like where the car show and the... Home and Garden Show is it's that big and it's more spread out. So it, like if I need to get up to go to a panel or if I need to get up to go to the restroom, it's easier for me than it used to be when it was half the size of the room. But that's only because the aisles are a little bit bigger. But still, it's the the room is going to be jam packed. So if you have anxiety, take your pills before you show up. <laughs> I will myself. Don't worry. It's easier for me because I'm behind the table, so I've got a little bit of that buffer zone. It's got a buffer zone, yeah. Yeah, I have a nice buffer of about. Three to four feet between me and the. You can always duck the under horde the table of insanity. Yeah, comfortable shoes. They did say that it will be be inside for the the queuing, so there won't be anybody outside in case the weather's terrible That's in good. February. So next or this weekend. Why did they move it back to February? Do you know the reason? Why? I do know because of the size of the show Bartle only has so many specific dates they could utilize. Okay, and they don't want to utilize the Big Twelve dates. And oh, that yeah. was one of the other weekends they could do. Mostly yeah, it was always the during rooms. Big 12 tournament weekend. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And the hotels were always hard to come by with the guests coming in, the people buying tickets for the show, stuff like that. So that's one of the... Because the show has gotten so big, there's literally nowhere else in the city to put it unless the city were to make another convention center, which is not likely yeah. ever. But yeah. So comfortable shoes... Stay hydrated, take your anxiety pills, and like visit the food trucks. Visit the food trucks, which There's will will also trucks. be close to me in booth 342. You got any taco food trucks out there? I don't know. I don't think they do. do. No. What? They do they have a definitely potato should. one. They have a taters one. Yeah. Taters. It, it is so <laughs> it's freaking super good. good. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just taters with like, but you can't tacos. go wrong. It's yeah, not tacos, it's not but taco. oh man. You might want to keep that tater talk for taters of the town. <laughs> taters, taters of the town. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, you're right about comfortable shoes. I when I went to San Diego Comic Con, like two years in a row, I wore the wrong shoes, and I did. I mean, you got to do a lot of walking in. Yeah. I by the fourth day, I couldn't walk. Yeah, I had to soak my feet <laughs> yeah. in like ice. I, I think the first time I ever did the show, I was wearing Converse All Stars, and I was like, "This will be fine. <laughs> I'll be great." And those have no support. Right. Those are the worst shoes to wear like, on concrete for three days yep. straight. And I think even back then, it was still probably a two day show, but still, like, well, I just blew out my calves. Never walk again. <laughs> One last Comic-Con topic, cosplay. 
has become huge at Comic-Cons. I mean, it never used to be. Maybe there would be like two people dressed up back like 20 years ago. Now yeah. it is like everybody has costumes. And Liz, you do amazing costumes for, does, for yeah. your movie screenings and for Comic-Con. You always have a costume. Don't you have a costume a day for Comic-Con? She wears a well, costume every day. Or every other day? <laughs> or um, two so costumes a day sometimes? <laughs> usually, but... This year, I've been lazy, and I don't think I'm going to be dressing <laughs> well, up. Well, you're planning stuff for yes, school. Yes, it's, well, it's, it fell at such you're a busy. weird time. You're busy. And so it, like, I just didn't have time to make awesome costumes. But I don't know, maybe I'll pull out some of my old ones. But I, one year I did Batwoman, which was super fun. And then I did... Netflix Daredevil. Yes, I did the Netflix Daredevil, but that it was, was like late really Daredevil. Awesome. Yeah. And so I wore, like... The beginning Daredevil yeah. before he has the costume. Like the Frank Miller yeah. Uh, Daredevil. Yeah. With the, she had the yeah. cloth. Had like and the so I had this cloth too. thing over yeah. my face and I rigged up this like mask and I pulled the cloth really tight over it so that I could still kind of see through it. It was pretty fun. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I didn't wear the mask all day because I probably would have run into like a lot of people. But yeah. What are some cosplay failures that you've seen at all these comic book conventions that you've been to? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> if I speak ill of cosplay, it'll be bad for me. Yes, that's I'll let true. Talk. What I are respect, some cosplay no-nos that should be I, avoided? I respect everyone doing what they want to do with Agreed. cosplay because it's like, you know what? You get to do like your thing and this is the space for it. Right. This is I mean, where you would come. I won't yeah. say that I haven't been annoyed by Joker and Deadpool cosplays because there's a million of them and also they like get up in your face and like have a thing and I'm like this so is many a jokers. Lot. Well, and it's when they pretend to be the person too and they want to talk to you, I'm like this is a lot for me right now. I don't know <laughs> if I can handle it. <laughs> and I try to be nice. Yeah, it's sometimes hard for me to handle the Joker and Deadpool, like the amount of them. And, and Harley just Quinn. like And Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. I bet there's a ton of Harley Quinns yes. now. I really like the cosplay where it's somebody that's, they're clearly wearing a costume of someone that they really, really love, or they just so happen to look exactly like. Like there was a guy one year that was dressed like Monterey Jack from Rescue Rangers, which I stopped and I was like, I have to have your picture. <laughs> no one else will ever wear this costume. You did a, a Speed Racer one time, which was yeah. amazing. And that's not oh, something nice. you see all the time. Like I have a friend, yeah. our friend Allison from, she does a really great Furiosa. Yeah. She does it a lot, but she's really great at it and she and should. she looks awesome. She looks awesome at it. So I like the costumes where it's, you're not going to see a thousand of them right. over yeah. the weekend. I mean, and I get why people do like Harley and Joker and I get it because first of all, it's like, they're very well-known characters and like people love those characters. So I totally understand it. But it is awesome to see like really original things like that you don't normally see. And especially like, you know, from like creator-owned books or anything like that. Like I, whenever I see like a saga cosplay, I'm like, oh, heck yes, that's an awesome cosplay because it's not something that I necessarily see all the time. Right. So I think one that's always tricky is when girls go as Mystique. Yeah. And it's rainy out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the blue paint just, it, and then it, blends into the white cloth yeah. and it's yeah. just a mess. So yeah. that's always a tricky one. The that is a tricky one. I've done full body paint before. Like, I mean, I had clothes on, but right. like I had like the, and it was so for, annoying. For like, Saga I don't understand how people do that. Yeah. I did a Saga character. Yeah. And it was like, how do people do this on a regular basis? Like I did it one time and I was like, never doing that again. I feel like it would, I mean, you wouldn't be able to do anything without mess. I would just I touch my face and mess and it up just, or like, mess touch it up. your eyes. Well, and it's touch, on your arms yeah. too. So you're like, yeah. I like. Uh, I can never do it because I'm a sweaty person already, <laughs> and I have a beard, so my costumes are very limited. Like I could be Zach, Zach Galifianakis or Seth Rogen from something, and that's <laughs> basically it. Or Jesus, I guess. I, I overweight Jesus. <laughs> Liz, you host these movie screenings at Alamo, and I think that's the first time I saw you did a screening for uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and you had a Pee Wee outfit. Yes. Which was amazing. <laughs> yes. My very first costume I ever wore in like second grade was a Pee Wee Herman that's awesome. outfit. He was my all-time favorite. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. And, and you hosted Pee Wee's Big Adventure screening at yes. Alamo. Yes, I did. How often do you host the screenings at Alamo? It really depends on the month. Sometimes it'll be three times a month. Sometimes it's once a month, you know? So it kind of just depends on what they're showing and what I decide to do and what they need people for. I'm also hosting at Screenland now. Cool. So pretty much we'll be hosting at least one to two movies a month for ever now. 
Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and they're very interactive screenings. Like they, you give people props so that they can throw up in the air, throw at the screen. Sometimes I, I went to the Predator screening at Alamo and they gave us cap guns and we could shoot the cap guns off in the theater, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I went to the room screening and we got to throw spoons. Yeah. So um, that's the great thing about Alamo is that you really get every time you go to one of those specialized screenings, there's something really cool about it. So like we did Gremlins and we got these awesome little Gremlins hats. I mean, even like the Early night movies are super fun because you get to scream at the movie and like be really loud and have a fun time, drink some drinks and have a good girly night. I've always had so much fun at the Alamo. And I think I'm trying to think, I think one of my favorite costumes that I've done for Alamo is probably Moonrise Kingdom. Because yes. I dressed oh, up as Sam. I remember that was awesome. And that I, costume you did was amazing for that. Honestly, anytime I get to dress like a dude, I'm like really <laughs> into it. Like, because I also did a, a dude really, with glasses. I also did a really good Ziddler from Moulin Rouge. And like, like just the mustache yeah. and the sideburns. It was like yeah, so pretty good. awesome Jareth too. <laughs> and Jareth. Oh, yeah. 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 So anytime I get to dress like a dude, I'm like, I'm in for this movie. Let's do it. <laughs> What's your next girly night or that time of the month? Oh, so screen. my next that time of the month screening. Actually, one just happened this last weekend, which was Cruel Intentions. And so that was February 10th. But my next one next month, I don't have the date for, but it is going to be Drop Dead Gorgeous, which okay. I absolutely love that movie. It is a wonderful movie. And that's at Tapcade? Yes, at Tapcade. So basically the point of that time of the month is I kind of wanted to do like a girly night, but do movies that I really like that aren't typical girly night movies. Like, so we did Heathers for our first one and then we have Cruel Intentions. And then uh, we've got Drop Dead Gorgeous coming up. I'm, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. There's always chocolate at that time of the month. So you should come That's usually on us. a Saturday night, right? Yes, it's always yeah. on a Saturday night at nine o'clock at the Tapcade. Does Tapcade still have tacos on the menu? They have amazing burritos. That's what I've heard. I, I need some tacos over there. I know. I'm gonna, they need to <laughs> add that to the menu or yes. I'm going to stay away yes. until they get tacos. Well, I'll talk to them. Okay. I'll taco she'll put, to them. She'll put in a word for you. About tacos, but... Here on Taco the Town, we like to check the taco ticker, which is the news stories of the week in the taco verse. Would you guys like to check the taco ticker with me? Let's do it. Heck yeah. All right, let's do it. Taco ticker story number one. This comes from Cyprus, Texas. The PR group at Intero Real Estate Services is selling a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home the house is attractive in its amenities. The sign posted in the front yard is attracting the attention of those across the area for a different reason. The sign says $250 in free tacos with purchase of this home. The real estate group says the offer is part of innovative ideas to market their properties. They say real estate can be boring, but we choose to keep it fresh and hopefully make the consumer laugh a little. There's one thing to note. Sellers have to agree to use the $250 as seller contributions towards tacos or closing costs if you don't like tacos. A rep from the group added that they're hoping to work with Torchy's Tacos to fulfill the taco demand. Would this encourage you to buy a house if they are giving away $250 worth of tacos with the house? Yes. I think it would depend on where the, the tacos come from. Yeah. Honestly, if it's a bad I feel taco like... Place. Torchy's is, is supposed to be pretty good. I've have never you guys had, had Torchy's? No. I haven't, but I feel like I trust in tacos. <laughs> and I feel like if you're adding tacos to part of like a deal that you're selling a house, they're probably pretty good tacos. And it's just... I mean, honestly, if it was $250 in taco boxes from Taco Bell, I'd still do it. I agree, yeah. I mean... I want all those tacos at once. Like, I don't want to just spread it out. I want to have the 250 in the room of the house. When I I get the house... That would be actually really a great It's like that Simpsons with the wheelbarrow full of tacos. (laughs) The comic book guy had... It was 100 tacos for $100. And he's just pulling out a wheelbarrow full of tacos. That would be you (laughs) with two wheelbarrows. I would have a taco room, designated taco room. And I say, I want the tacos in the room when I get the keys to the house. I would yeah, demand that would it. Be... Yeah. And then it would only be cool if you had like all the things look like tacos. So you had like a chair that looked like a taco, a couch that looked like a taco. Pillows, taco were, pillows. Like, well, I feel like the pillows could be like guacamole, salsa. Chips. Chips, you know. Pico. Have a little, That's just your ta- an entire your taco. I actually, taco room. now this taco room is really, it's it's getting me excited. I feel like this goes back to Pee Wee and it's just like there's a taco conveyor belt that just brings you tacos <laughs> at all times. And they're always piping hot tacos. I did a painting called 
Future Tacos, which has a conveyor belt of tacos going into people's mouths in a futuristic taco restaurant. And then there's people outside, vagrants looking in on them eating their future tacos. It's um, like it's like Demolition Man where every restaurant's a Taco Bell. Right. Yeah, yeah they won the franchise they awards. They won the franchise yeah. awards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so taco ticker story number two. Back in January, a semi-truck carrying 40,000 pounds of avocados was involved in a fiery rollover crash on a Texas highway. These, both of these stories take place yeah. in Texas. Crashing and burning. Most of the avocados caught fire and spilled onto the highway, creating a pile of fresh guacamole on the roadway. If you came upon this wreck, and if you had a bag of tortilla chips in your car, fresh from the grocery store, would you get out of your car and scoop up some of the fresh guacamole created by the wreck? Liz wouldn't even need the chips. And she have a unique snack? Yeah. I would just start swimming. You would swim in the guac. I mean, yeah. okay, is the guy that drove the car okay? No. He's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's dead. Well, then I feel really bad about but would his it. would his blood assist in the flavoring of the guac? Uh. No, no, he jumped out of yeah, the yeah, cab. Yeah. He's on fire. He's he ran yeah. into like a river okay, and jumped so he's in. Gone he's away. gone. He's fine somewhere. He's okay. at the hospital. The river of guac is coming. Because I mean, my you. first thing would be like check to make sure people are okay. Then I'd be like, "Sup, guacamole? What you doing here?" You would definitely get out of your car oh, and check yeah. it out. Yeah. I don't think Plus, I would. I'd probably see like if there was any like avocados that I could take with me home <laughs> to make my own guacamole. I don't think I would do yeah, it. Avocados are not that The highway cheap. is a pretty dirty place. I don't think I'd eat highway guac. Well, it would be like piled up on top of oh, other guac. Okay. So you just eat the top layer. If it layer was a pile that was as tall as like a middle school child. So and you, you do the top layer. The yeah, top. you yeah. can just like have the top layer that's not touching the highway. I'm pretty, like, I'm not like, <laughs> I would the like cleanest to see it. person ever. Yeah. So I feel like, I'm like, hmm, it's still free guacamole. You'd five second Plus rule. Plus it'd be like, five second rule just like, it. make yeah. sure I have a little salt. Yeah, I agree. I would have to go get out of my car and check it out. Plus, a good photo op. Yeah. That'd be a great photo. Posing with the guac. You'd insta that so fast. Oh my gosh. It'd yeah. be all over my Insta story. <laughs> guac life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's close up the taco ticker. <laughs> We've got some Sabor Azteca tacos here in front of us. What do you say we try these tacos and uh, put these tacos to the test? So Liz, this is one of your favorite taco places in Kansas City. Tell me, how did you first discover Sabor Azteca? Actually, I first discovered Sabor Azteca when it was Sabor y Sol. And it was actually my aunt really loves this place. And so she took me probably been almost like five years ago, I would say. Now it's been a staple of my taco eating lifestyle. And you love their guacamole ranchero, right? Yes. I am all about the guacamole ranchero. Okay, it's so good. They make it fresh for your table. They bring it to you in one of those like really heavy ass bowls that like, you know, it's the mortar and what is that thing called? Mortar. Mortar and pestle. Pestle. Yeah. They like bring it to you in that. But it's a huge bowl. It's so big and it's so heavy. Yeah. And then they've got these little cheese crumbles on the top of the guacamole. Oh, nice. And it's like. It's a game changer. You know, the first time I went with her, I kind of laughed at the size of the thing. I was like, well, this is a tiny table. You got that. Kate got like cheese nachos or something. And I had one of those big 30-ounce margaritas. I was like, we have no room for food. That's great. <laughs> yeah, the margaritas are ginormous. Yes, yeah, and they're like, not expensive at all, which is why I love the place. Yeah. You love guacamole so much. We're going to do a special segment right here on Taco the Town, and we're going to call it Guac Talk. And we're going to cover guacamole from the tippy top to the bottom of the bowl. So let's do our first edition of Guac Talk. And now it's time for Guac Talk. We have some of this special guacamole ranchero here. Let's all give it a try. Let's all taste test it. Liz, what makes, Liz and CW, what makes a good guacamole to you? Good guacamole is always chunky, okay? So you want to have some chunks of avocado. You want to have some chunks of tomato, onion. I don't like it when it's super pureed and creamy. Like, not about that. Right. There's that kind you can get at the grocery store that it's just creamy and not chunky. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of gray-green in color. A lot of people get it for like their quote-unquote, you know, avocado uh, toast parties. It's not real guacamole. No, it's not real guacamole unless there's chunks of vegetables and you can clearly see it. Gotta have chunks. Yes, gotta have chunks. I think also it's really about the freshness of the guacamole too. I mean, that's such an important factor to guacamole. Like it has to be made fresh. 
I don't want to be going to a restaurant that has made it previously and then they're giving it to me. I like Sabora Seca. You see them making your guacamole. And that makes me really happy because first of all, I get to like wash them make this thing I'm about to eat that's going to be so freaking delicious. This thing that you love so much. Yes. This thing that weighs the size of a small child. Yes. That bowl is heavy, but also very the guacamole heavy bowl. is probably also part of that heft because it's very chunky, delicious guacamole. I'm loving the cheese on top I of I know. It's a game changer. I'm telling you, this cheese is so good. What is uh, the cheese? Do you know what the cheese is? I actually don't know what the cheese is. It's this, I think it's the same. Whatever cheese it is, it's on our taco too. It's a white cheese. Yeah. It is a white cheese. Like a Monterey Jack or something. Could be. This is great. This is some of the best guacamole I've ever had. Can you get the guacamole on your tacos or in a burrito? I think so. They have some stuff with guac on it or on the side, I believe. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask them to put it in your taco, they would be happy to do it. That's the other thing I like about Sabor Azteca is like the people are super awesome. Like they're the nicest people there. And they a lot of the people that are there are people that have, I've seen there for the last five years that I've been going. So is it family really, owned? I actually don't know. We think it is, yeah. But the people are so nice. And I just really, the atmosphere is fun. On like uh, certain nights of the week, they have a mariachi band that comes and they oh, go cool. around to everybody's table and they'll like sing songs to you at your table. It's pretty great. So it's good. And and sometimes they'll sit down with you and eat the guacamole with you if you. I think they would with I don't know if I would let them because then that's sacrificing (laughs) my guacamole. I'd be like, get your own guacamole and then you can come sit with me. But I can no lie eat this entire thing of guacamole. This is a meal. I know. That's like part of my problem is, is that a lot of times I will go out to get tacos and then I will eat so much guacamole that I don't even know if I can handle the tacos because it's like, I mean, I do anyways because it's tacos and I need to eat it. But I feel like places like Taco Bell need to step up their guacamole. Oh, yeah. Their their guac is awful. Yeah. Like I love the grilled stuffed burrito, but I hate the guac inside of it. Yeah. It just defeats the entire burrito at that point. But I think it's like hard for a fast food place to really. Well, yeah, they squeeze it out of like a ketchup container. Yeah, I don't want to see where that guac comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's okay if it's if they're squeezing the sour cream or anything else, but when they squeeze the guac, it's like, "Mm, give me something else. Give me some nacho cheese. I will say the grocery store like creamy guacamole is a really good starter for like. Because like what I like starter guac. I, what I like to do, yeah, if you're going to start... Your basic starter, kit. starter guac. If you guys are starting guacamole for the first time, <laughs> then I would say it's a good starter guacamole. It's good because you can like use that and then add tomatoes and everything. Like sometimes I will get the store-bought guacamole and mix it in with other things because it sometimes has a nice flavor, but it's just not mm. all the way there yet. <clears throat> they could come out with a, a chunky guac that they Yeah, could Trader sell. Joe's has one. Oh, really? And it's pretty cool. good. Trader Joe's is not like all grocery stores. So they've got some fresh stuff in there. They've thought about this. Yeah, they've thought about it. They've made some chunky guacamole. They were like, you know what? We heard this Liz girl. She really likes her chunky guac. Is that like second so, second tier guac? Is yeah, Joe's. that's like stepping it up. And then it's like when you're a real guac lover, you learn how to make your own guacamole. You find that semi truck crashed on the highway. Mm-hmm. You get your avocados mm-hmm. off the road and you go home and you make your guac fresh. You hope that the avocados are ripe because if they were on the truck, they might not be. Is there a way, what do you have, what have you found? What's the best way to find out if an avocado is uh, fresh? Is it going to be kind of uh, it's all about squishy? The, yeah, it's got to be. not like, squishy? It's like a perfect medium and you got to really feel the avocado a lot to make sure it's like at that ripe moment. You're like, cool, I can make some guacamole. Well, that does it for guac talk. Thanks, Liz. You're welcome. Let's get on to these tacos. We've got crunchy tacos. Careful with that taco because it looks like the shell is about to <laughs> to break. And that's a taco no-no in my book. So be careful. Maybe support it a little better. There we go. Cradle it like a baby. Liz has the chicken taco. CW has the beef taco. What are your guys' first thoughts on these uh, Sabor Azteca tacos? I actually really, really like the beef. It's not too spiceless, I guess is the best way to say it. A lot of times you get the ground beef and it just tastes like nothing. But it's actually pretty good ground beef. And it's not overflowing with the extras. So like sometimes you get a taco and it's just too much cheese or too much lettuce and then it just defeats the purpose of eating the taco. This beef has a really great spice to it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and again, it's not like, it's not too spicy. It's not too hot. I feel like the thing I like about these tacos is that they are just tacos. I mean, I don't dislike fancy tacos because it's a taco, but I also just really love my just plain old taco, like meat, cheese, lettuce. I like Sabor Azteca because they just have the plain classic taco. And the meat, I feel like, is always good. I really like my chicken taco. It's really delicious. The chicken is nice and, 
I don't know. It's not like too dry. Is it shredded chicken? Yeah, it's shredded chicken. It's it's just really good. You know what I don't like? I don't like machaca beef, like the shredded beef. I never got into that. I know a lot of people like it a lot, but like if I'm going, I'm going to ask for ground beef. They give me a look. I'm like, okay, go chicken instead. Chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I like ground beef a lot better. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the, maybe it's the texture. Maybe I'm just not into that texture of beef, but machaca beef, like I know, like I said, a lot of people really like it, but I'm just, no, ground beef. Reminds me of my mom's tacos at home. Guys, I have some right. shell left, but not any more chicken. So I'm just going to fill it with guacamole. And make a guacamole taco? Yeah, I'm just going to make mini this, like, guacamole guac- taco. A mini guac-talk. guacamole taco. I'm just going to literally load this up with oh so God. much guacamole and I'm going to love it. <laughs> I will just eat this guacamole on a spoon. I've seen her do it, actually. <laughs> Liz is now eating a brand new taco made from remnants of other tacos. This one is filled with guacamole. Mm-hmm. It's like pouring out. Pouring yeah, out. It's about half of the guacamole side that we had had before. Looks really good. <laughs> do you guys prefer hard shell or soft shell? I can go for either. Growing up, it was always soft shell because I think they were cheaper and easier to make because you just don't have to cook them. But I said it earlier, my favorite taco is the double-decker, so I get a little bit of both. Double-decker taco, Double-decker taco. I don't go Supreme. Oh, you don't go Supreme, no? no? I just throw a lot of hot and fire sauce on it instead. I I skip the sour cream and the extra uh, tomatoes and stuff. I really like soft tacos just because, and I, well, my favorite's chimichangas. Chimichangas are great. That's the way to go. I'm a hard shell fan because I like the crunch because I love chips and guacamole, obviously. So if I can just create that in a chip pocket, which is basically a hard shell taco, then I'm just happier. I don't know. Soft shell is fine. If it's like, if it's all I got, I'll deal with it. I think but... chip pocket was the original name for taco. What is this thing we have here? <laughs> we call it, a call it a chip pocket. Chip pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they really um, missed out. Yeah. Because that's a good name. Maybe hot pockets should uh, trademark chip pocket. Chip pockets. A hot pocket that is a taco. It's a hard, yeah. it's a hard shell taco pocket. Chip hey. pockets. Let's stop this podcast right now and go. Let's talk to Tostitos. We see if they it. can help us out Ugh. with this. I would buy. And a you lot know of what? Those. I need a crunch because also this is the week that that Doritos news came out that like they're making <laughs> Doritos for women where it doesn't crunch. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think there's anything sexier than a woman crunching. Agree. I don't understand. I thought it was an onion article the first time I saw it. I was like, wait a minute, a feminine Dorito? That's the <laughs> whole thing is that they don't crunch? They're supposed to crunch less <laughs> because apparently the feminine mind doesn't like the crunch of the chip. And then like also the powder doesn't get on your fingers. I'm like, I, that's like the best part. You like lick yeah. your fingers at the yeah. end. It's the crunch. That's why no it's one like, eats the, the plain Like look how good this Doritos. is. <laughs> now there's a lady like crunch for you right there. I, there's scientists at work trying to figure this out. Like, how can we make a woman Dorito? A woman, a women's, a women's friendly Dorito? Dorito. Yeah. That's crazy. Next, there'll be like a, fe- a feminine Mountain Dew or something. Like Ocean no. Breeze Mountain no. Dew. <laughs> Ocean Breeze Mountain Dew. Hey, that's already like Baja Blast. Our engineer, Curtis Siebold, is saying that a feminine Dorito should be called a Dorita. A Dorita. <laughs> that's actually probably uh, the correct pronunciation of it. Yeah. All right, so here on Taco the Town, we like to also read some bad reviews of our favorite taco place of the week. This is called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. Would you guys like to read some bad reviews in funny voices? Yes. Arriba. Bad reviews on Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Barbara S. says, It was Cinco de Mayo. The restaurant was crowded, but not overwhelming. I wonder then why we arrived at 6 and it was 6.30 before we had drinks and after 7 before we got our food. Tacos, we got tacos. And 7.15 before we got silverware? I don't mean to be mean, but it seemed like unacceptably poor service and I'm usually quite gracious Having been a server for many years myself, everyone posts about this place's guac. Yep, it's freshly made at the hostess's stand, which honestly is kind of cool and slightly abhorrent. You can sample it while you wait. Okay, I'm a bit of a snob. I've also managed food establishments before, and this just didn't settle well for me from a food safety perspective. Perhaps I'm being a nerd here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was tasty, though. I mean, of course, I still ate it. And it was delicious. The tacos were not even close to my favorite. Normally, they're $2 each. And they were filling, but bland. My favorite, my friend, 
got the carnitas taco and they look better than my chicken and beef. Next time, perhaps. But I don't particularly plan on coming back. Just too many other choices in this city for fabulous Mexican food. One star. Oh, Barbara. Boo. <laughs> she did say the guac was I, delicious. Yeah. She did say the guac was good. I feel like, how can you give it one star after having this guac? Oh, the no. guac was delicious, but one star. I might be a nerd. This guy's name is DW. DW. By yeah. CW. So Darkwing Duck says, <laughs> DW says, Boring. OMG. How can this be a true Mexican restaurant? The food was so boring and bland. I threw away my entire meal when I got home after tasting it. Stop making this food to suit American tastes and make it as true authentic Mexican cooks would do. Everything was soggy. Taco, burrito, and enchilada. No spices and just a great disappointment. For the price, it was not worth it at all. The margarita was great, but will not return and will not recommend to anyone. One star. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he got all those food items Margar and they were and all soggy. He got soggy. a great margarita, gave it again. Maybe he spilled his margarita Maybe. on the food. Wait, I'm confused. Like A taco, a burrito, and home, an enchilada. Though? Like, How did he get a margarita home? I No, he says, I threw away my entire meal when I got home after tasting it. So he drank the margarita there and then didn't... He So his food was soggy because he took it home. Yeah. And I said soggy exactly like I just read that. Soggy! <laughs> soggy! It's soggy burritos! <laughs> he got all three of those? Man, he yeah. was hungry. A taco, a burrito, and an enchilada. But they were bad because I took them home. That's what that basically boils down oh, to. Oh, yeah. Oh, DW. We have different opinions from those two reviews. We, we do. Um, I'd like to get your guys' opinion or your rating for Sabor Azteca. Here on Taco the Town, we do one out of five golden tacos is our scale. What would you say? How many golden tacos would you give Sabor Azteca's tacos? The, the beef taco was really, really good. But I, I'm not the type to give five just to throw it away. So right. I'm going to go four. If I'm throwing in a margarita, I'd go five. Is that margarita? Maybe 4.5. 4.5, go half. We can do points. Yeah, yeah we'll we do, do decimal oh, points. Oh, okay. 4.237. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go in the four range as well because it's not my favorite taco ever necessarily, but it is still a delicious taco. For the guac, I mean, guac is five out of five. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, obviously. The guac is five out of five. It's like my favorite guac in town. It's 10 out of five. But yeah, I'll go 4.7. I had the chicken and the beef taco, crunchy shell. The beef was really good. I love whatever spice they used on the meat. On the DW beef. said there was no spice, so I assume <laughs> he didn't get beef. Mine wasn't soggy either, DW. No, I, I didn't have a soggy taco. And the chicken was really good. I would say make sure you eat it fast because the chicken does make the shell fall apart, which is yeah. a taco no-no for me. But I would definitely give it a, a four out of five uh, golden tacos for Sabor Azteca or whatever name it changes to. <laughs> By the time next. this comes out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so if you're in the neighborhood down on Southwest Boulevard, right across the street from the Sonic and next door to Rosedale Barbecue, check out Sabor Azteca. If you're having a hankering for tacos, you can't go wrong. And their guac is amazing. So go there, make them make it in front of you, get that heavy bowl and just eat right out of it. You don't even have to order tacos, just eat the guac. Okay. Or you can make little mini guac, guac, tacos. guac tacos like Liz did. We'll be right back after this break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Check out the latest music releases by Poster Children, Heidi Lynn Gluck, Sun Eaters, Panel Donor, and many more at lotuspool.com. Celebrating 25 years of music, that's lotuspool.com. Let me ask you a question. We know you like tacos, but do you like the paranormal? Ghost stories? Bigfoot? UFOs? extraterrestrials, cryptids like the Loch Ness Monster, the Dover Demon, and other unexplainable phenomenon? If you do, then you should listen to my new favorite podcast, The Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Bryce Johnson and Michael McMillan. Every episode, Bryce and Michael explore these topics and present stories from paranormal history with guests. I had the pleasure of being a guest on episode seven of The Bigfoot Collectors Club, so look for that episode. We talked about alien implants and abductions. In the time I faked a UFO landing in fifth grade. If you like Bigfoot, collecting, and clubs, then you'll love Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find it wherever podcasts and chupacabras are found. Now back to the show. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time 
for Taco Topics. Don't be afraid to go deep with your answers and tap into the taco dreamland that exists within all of our minds. Liz and CW, are you ready? Ready. I'm so ready. Question one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? I know, Liz, you said crunch earlier. Yes, crunch. I mean, I think that is a really important part of my taco is crunch, which is why I like to eat tacos like uh, as soon as possible so they don't get at all soggy on the bottom so that they're perfect crunch. Wow. The one thing I look for in a taco. I'm going to go with flavor and then cost. There's some places that their tacos cost way too much for what you're getting. So if I'm there and I'm like, well, I can spend $9 on a chimichanga meal or I can spend $9 on two tacos. Yeah. We're going to go chimichanga. I've had some amazing dollar tacos. Oh my God. Yeah. And then you go to some places and it's like, $7 $7 taco? I mean, you really can't go wrong with like Taco Tuesday dollar tacos. Oh, yeah. You're at a bar and you're eating three, who cares what they are, tacos. Tanner's has pretty good dollar tacos on Taco Tuesdays. Yep. I don't even know if they're a dollar anymore. That's how long it's been since I've been there. <laughs> All right. Question two. Hot or mild salsa? Hot. Or maybe just a lime. Hot? Hot, <laughs> hot, hot. Yeah. Uh, I like to be sweating and really in pain by the end of the taco. I like to feel like I'm getting new taste buds every time yeah. I eat <laughs> Just burning salsa. my tongue just, like, off. burn all, yeah. the, all the taste buds off and yeah. then just restart anew. I've done ghost pepper sauce and like death sauce and stuff like that. And basically, if I can just taste nothing by the time I'm done eating. Your tongue uh, is My just tongue destroyed. is destroyed. <clears throat> and I'm not happy. I'm not in a pleasant mood at all, but it tasted really great when I was eating it. When you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? <laughs> hmm. What's your favorite meal besides a nice plate of tacos? I gotta go Chinese food. I love Chinese food. I mean, I think I just like French fries. Like, yeah. can French fries be a meal? French fries yes, sure. they definitely, definitely can. Actually, I know that because it has been a meal. Have you had life. the Taco Bell French fries? The nacho, nacho fries, fries are so good. I had the nacho fries. Have you had the nachos Bel you know Grande what? fries? This is what I got to say about the nacho fries. <laughs> they don't give you enough no, fries. No. I was like, why do I have five French fries in this thing? Like <sighs> Taco Bell's still figuring the fry game out. They yeah. got to put a little more fry in there. Yeah. Maybe even increase the amount of cheese they give you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those little cups are not enough. No. They need to like give you. I will that. say the seasoning just as a They're fry by really itself good. is really good. Yeah. Have you had the nacho fries Bel Grande though? No. Oh man. I haven't done that. That either. is game changer. It's just their nachos <laughs> Bel Grande with fries. Do it. Okay. You will be very happy after. I do like cheese fries. In your opinion, do you think Kansas City is a good taco town? Absolutely. Southwest is just like you throw a rock and you hit 16 different taco places. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think we have tons of options here too. Like you can get your fancy red cabbage taco if you're really into that. Uh, but you can also get your regular, just plain old taco. You just have a variety of tacos here. Yeah. A previous guest said you can't go three minutes without no. hitting a taco place, even if you're on the highway. I mean, you're, there's a taco place always three minutes away. I'm sure there's some place where that's not the case, but I feel like when you include everything that has tacos, yeah, there's no way. I mean, even Burger King has some tacos. There's I'm some not great bar eat tacos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do love a good bar taco every once in a while. Is there something taco-wise you think Kansas City needs to step up its taco game, or do you think it's going pretty good? More taco trucks. I think that's, like we talked about that earlier, there's not enough of that. I mean, I was really hoping for that one if Hillary had won, because there'd be taco trucks in every corner. Right. It would have been great for us. <laughs> Because that's what they said. They said if Hillary wins, there'd be a taco truck on every corner. Oh, yeah. And I was like, pumped. <clears throat> I could get tacos any day. Can there Just be like walk. a taco truck that also drives to my apartment? Yes, that's a taco delivery, actually. Yeah, I mean, but I just want it that's to be where Grubhub. they still are making. I want to watch them make oh. the tacos. That's, I mean, think oh, you want to watch them make them? Yeah. You want to be invited into the truck? Into the truck? You want to be like, hey, <laughs> so you I want just Chipotle, I actually basically. just want to remake the movie Chef, but like with a taco truck and me sitting watching. Then make all the food. Well, we've got a name for this truck. It's called Chip Pockets. Oh, dang. We can bring like a, <laughs> Sounds like we a, need small, a, truck. <laughs> a small billiard table for the front of it too. Okay. Yeah. I think this is going to work. Yep. Besides Sabor Azteca, <laughs> what are like some of your other favorite taco spots in, in Kansas City? I really like El Patron. I've unfortunately had some not great meals there, but I've had some really, really great meals there. I had a really great birthday there one year. Obviously love Taco Bell, Taco Villa. Taco Villa is one that I came back to. I, like I said earlier, my dad hated it. So we never went there as kids. And then we decided, Kate and I, my wife and I decided to go there one day because we were just bored. Like, oh, these tacos are amazing. I hate that I missed out on this for so long. So that place... I mean, I really like Drunken Worm. I've heard that's great. Really good 
Baja. They've got interesting tacos too, like raspberries. I usually just get the like Baja chicken taco or whatever. I really like chicken tacos. But um, (laughs) yeah, they have really good tacos. And they also have this weird like raspberry sauce that they put on their nachos. Whoa. It's interesting. And it's actually pretty pretty tasty. Delicious. So highly recommend Drunken Worm. But seating in there is terrible. It is small. It's very small. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you kind of had to. I mean, put your I was eating yeah, over I my lap. Just, I mean, with tacos, is, it's okay because you're like, hold, it's just like to your mouth. Tacos were made for that. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had a time in your life when you had to turn down tacos? <laughs> All the time. My wife loves tacos more than Liz does. If I'm hanging out with her and... These are fighting words. These are fighting words, yeah. I, well, we'll let Kate and you decide it out later. Sounds uh, like I need to have Kate on as a guest. You might have to have Kate on of Taco of the Town. So I'd have to like turn her down because anytime we'd go out, she'd be like, let's go get Mexican. Like, we had that two days ago. I can literally eat Mexican food, I think, every day of my she life. She could too. Like, yeah. I, it's just, I, and no, I don't turn down tacos. I just don't. Don't do it. It's like the opposite of the Nike thing. Don't do it. Eat tacos. You need us uh, instead of a Nike. I I feel like it's just do it. Eat tacos. It's not the reverse of that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Eat tacos. (laughs) Instead of a Nike swoosh, there's a taco. No, actually, actually, no, I do like it. Exactly that. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Go eat a bunch of tacos. That's my lifestyle. Don't do it. Eat tacos. Eat 250 tacos in your taco room. <laughs> is there a time that you feel like you've eaten the best taco you've ever eaten? Can you go back in time and, and tell me the best taco you've ever eaten? Or have you eaten the best taco yet? Are you still on a quest for that? I think, I think maybe, quest, yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to find the best taco. I mean, I've eaten a lot of tacos while drunk and or other that we won't talk about. Again, statue of limitations. So you don't remember. I mean, I probably remember eating them. I remember getting them. But I, there was a big fight in college. I went to KU and there was a fight between the Taco Johns and the Taco Bell crowd. And obviously the Taco Bell crowd won because Taco Johns is not that good. And then there's the Burrito King crowd. Burrito King is amazing. <laughs> but again, I don't think I've ever eaten their sober. So I have no idea what it tastes like. I know that I've eaten it. I know that I enjoyed it, but I don't remember eating it at all. Well, I mean, it's a lot of people's burrito. You just walk up and go, well, I walked five blocks here. Yeah. I just feel like if you're constantly on a quest to find a greater taco, then you're living your best life. That's, that's an amazing philosophy. That's that's your motto for life. I feel like I've been living that quest. That's awesome. The taco quest. Yeah. Every week, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to find that great taco. Yeah. The best taco. Have you found your best taco? Not yet. No. I'm still looking. Still on that quest. Still yeah. looking, yeah. It's good. I mean, I need to try these raspberry uh, yeah. tacos. Yeah. They're interesting. They're very good. <laughs> okay, this is the speed round. You just tell me the first thing that pops into your head. This is just kind of a quick taco questionnaire. It's like a yay or nay. Taco pizza, yay or nay? Yes. Yes. Taco salad? Yes. Yes. Taco burgers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Taco dogs? Yes. I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Taco Via? No. I've not actually had the Taco Via one, but we used to use the taco meat for leftovers with hot dogs at my parents' house. It's kind of like a chili dog, but a taco dog? Yeah. That sounds great. I'm missing out. You are missing out. Okay. Mini tacos from 7-Eleven? No. Yeah. No. No. Are you yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a yay. I'm a, much, I'm a nay. I will eat gas station food. I won't eat gas station food. I will eat gas station food. <laughs> I won't eat gas station tacos. <laughs> I think that's my limit. Choco tacos, yay or nay? Big uh, yay. Yeah. Yes. I could live off of, like her with guac, I could live off choco tacos. Give me a room full of $250 worth of taco and a freezer full of choco tacos. and Yes. I had a friend that was a uh, ice cream truck driver for a summer and I would just steal Choco Tacos all the time. <laughs> I felt really bad at the end of the year so I gave him like 100 bucks but <laughs> Choco Tacos. I always wanted to be that ice cream Oh, no, driver. you don't. No. <laughs> it's real creepy to sit in the back of this guy's van as he's driving to give kids ice cream. Was he dressed like a clown? No, he was okay. just dressed like a normal person oh, okay. but I felt weird because I always I just you ride look along out with him? Place. Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. Of course I did. I was in the back of an ice cream van. (laughs) All right. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Love it. Would eat it. Have eaten it. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. Would eat it. Would eat it. And we've already covered this. Tacos served with French fries. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Tap Kate has a burrito with French fries inside Those are so good. And that's the burrito you're talking about? It's a great burrito. They need to change it up and make it a taco with French fries in it. I might have to give it a try. Yeah. But only when I've got my Burrito-ville hat on, which is my other podcast, (laughs) Burrito-ville. Second to last question. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to eat tacos? Putting on the Ritz by Taco or Africa by Toto. Great, great choices. Both great choices. Can't go wrong with either of them. No. I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those songs ever. Right. It doesn't matter when they're playing. 
Mm. <clears throat> How soon is now by the Smiths? Oh my God. <laughs> How soon will I get this taco <laughs> into my mouth? <laughs> Her answer is better. It's great. <clears throat> All right. Last question. Comic book question. Comic book meets tacos question. We've we've had a lot of guests that say when they eat tacos, they feel like tacos give them superpowers to do things they wouldn't normally be able to do when they don't eat tacos. After they eat a plate full of tacos, they feel like they're given powers. When you eat tacos, what superpowers would you like your tacos to give to you? Well, I feel like since I'm talking about the fact that I really like spicy, I feel like I just want to like breathe fire. Yeah. Like nacho fire. Yes. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Shooting fire out of my hands, maybe, or flight. Maybe the the methane gas could help me fly. <laughs> Flying over a place, shooting nacho fire. Yes, out. yes. She's breathing fire on the ground, and I'm shooting it out of well, my hands. Well, because I could breathe over. fire and like cook taco meat you for could, my next. You could cook tacos. that those avocados that are oh, spilled yeah, out all over the highway. I don't understand cooking walk. Though. Maybe that's <laughs> what happened. Maybe maybe there was a super uh, human battle. Like uh, two people were fighting. Two superhumans were fighting in the on the highway, and they one of them got punched into the semi truck. The avocado semi truck causing the truck to crash and catch fire. They both escaped. Or maybe it was like a super villain that all along wanted nobody to have guacamole, and so he thought he was going to take out this truck and then this foiled again truck. because it just ended up making delicious guacamole. He was anti guac. guac. He was anti happiness. Killer Guac is his name. He hates Guac. <laughs> he looks like Killer Croc, but he's, he's just made, made, of made of guacamole. He hates it so much because that's what he is. He hates himself. <laughs> Thanks for answering those in-depth taco questions. I appreciate it. Did anybody kind of tear up during that or were those pretty easy questions to I mean, answer? I'm getting pretty sad thinking about somebody hating guac that much. Really upset. That's like her bizarro is the anti-guac. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we sign off, this is called Taco to Me. Is there a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? Yes. I have a taco-related question. Okay. If your hands were tacos, would you eat them? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to. Okay. Maybe... Do you only eat one of them? Well, how do I sleep? Do I put my hands on little pillows every night? <laughs> and if I ate them, would they regenerate? If you eat them, does that oh, make you a cannibal? Though? That would be awesome if they ate them. Regenerating and they taco regenerating, hands. Oh my God. That's your superpower. Right. Yeah. My hands turn into tacos <laughs> cool that, that I can eat. <laughs> you can't do anything else, no. but you can always eat tacos. So I'm like Wolverine, but my hands just, <laughs> just grow tacos. Just your hands. The only thing on your body that regenerates is your hands. <laughs> Just eating them constantly. <clears throat> that sounds like a, a dream nightmare. scenario and a nightmare. Yeah. Well, it's like every good superpower. It's also a curse. <laughs> right. A yeah. burden. A burden, yeah. yeah. You've got the taco hands. Everybody wants your taco hands. Yeah, I'd have to have little soft satin pillows I laid them on. <laughs> or I'd just eat them. What if you had like... So I wouldn't have hands. <laughs> yeah, but then they regenerate back. How quickly would they regenerate back? I feel like within 24 hours. Well, no, because you eat about every eight hours. Like... So every eight hours, you got to have okay. another oh, yeah, meal. So you have a new... Yeah. So when you okay. go to sleep, you've eaten, you have no hands. You wake up hands. <laughs> taco Can I hands. fling them off like as weapons? <laughs> yes. Like, I like if, so. people, like if killer... But then you gotta if, wait eight hours to come if back. If killer guac yes. was like attacking an avocado truck, could I jump out there I feel and like you'd flinging? have to. I think you'd yeah. have to. Maybe you could fling like just parts, part of your taco hand. <laughs> like, like just chips. Oh, like yeah, yeah. chip bullets. Just, Maybe I could shoot out like the meat and the cheese yeah. at him, like a like a cannon taco. I feel cannon. like this may have already happened on a Power Rangers episode at one point or another. We're just all misremembering. Yeah, I feel like yeah, this was a Power Rangers episode, the taco, the taco episode somebody. that everybody knows. Maybe the Aquabats did it yeah. on their show when they had one. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm going to think about that a lot okay. now. Before we sign off, CW, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, Planet Comic Con, February 16th through 18th. So Friday through Sunday, it's going to be a huge party. Is I'm there doing... a party on Friday night at Alamo? Saturday night, there is a dance party slash Comic-Con rave type thing that they're doing at Bartle Hall. Is so there a Black Panther party? Black Panther party yes. is Thursday night. But so it's also beat through B&B. It's B&B &B at 135th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Alamo might be doing a screening that night, but I don't yes. think it's a Planet Comic Con. I don't think it's Planet Comic Con. I am hosting a drink and draw at the Mule Bach on Thursday night. Oh, nice. Yes. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be at Bartle Hall all weekend long. I'll be probably pretty exhausted because I've given up the energy drinks. I'll be at booth 342 to continue shilling myself, and I'll have a lot of comics and pins. I'll probably have a lot of people that you'll recognize around me. 
Yeah, and you have this awesome pin you gave me. This is from your, which comic book? It's called Project Lucha. It's a new comic that I'm kind of premiering at the show. It's part of a kayfabe wrestling anthology that I did and that I helped put, well, I didn't really help put together, but I'm kind of part of the group. Kayfabe is a wrestling term, so it's all wrestling short stories. And we introduced a gente who is my luchador detective in that story and he's kind of blossoming out. Everybody loved the character. So I was like, well, awesome. Let's keep doing him. So yeah, we've got luchador pins this weekend too. And Liz, you... Definitely look out for me online. Look on the Tapcade website for uh, that time of the month. Like I said, next month is going to be Drop Dead Gorgeous and it's always on a Saturday night at nine o'clock. And what will you be dressed like at Comic-Con this weekend? Do you have, can you give us a hint or do you even, are you going to skip that? I think it's just going to be regular old Liz. (laughs) uh, I'll probably have a denim jacket with lots of pins on it. You have a totally awesome taco pin. Yes, I do. I wore my taco enamel pin today. And you have, how many pins would you say you have? You have an awesome pin collection. Uh, I would say around 50-ish at this point. It's constantly growing. Are they all on your denim jacket? Oh, no. I have a pin board at home. Okay. They rotate out. It would be so heavy. It'd be like as heavy as that guac bowl at (laughs) Sabora Seca. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking comic books and movies and talking tacos with me. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. We'd love your five-star review. If you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review, suggest a taco topic, ask us a question, or just give us a taco tip, please check out our Facebook page, Taco the Town KC, and also follow us on Twitter at Taco the Town KC. And as always, you can also reach out via email by sending a message to tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your taco suggestions. Thanks to Curtis Seabolt, engineer Matt Allen, and executive producer Chris Garibaldi. And thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available at lotuspool.com. And until next time, go Go eat some tacos. tacos.